I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome to today's program, episode 22 of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. I'm grateful to you, of course, for tuning in. Uh, a lot has happened today since you woke up. The Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, made an announcement. She announced, of course, that seven lawmakers, all Democrats, will serve as impeachment managers to go over to the Senate and prosecute the case against President Donald Trump. Seven of them. Uh, she read the names aloud. Uh, Chairman Adam Schiff. Jerry Nadler, Zoe Lofgren, Hakeem Jeffries, uh, Val Demings, Jason Crow, and uh, Sylvia Garcia will all serve as the managers uh, of uh, the proceedings which are now to take place in the Senate. The vote was cast almost exactly along party lines not that long ago. The managers were approved by the House, and it is time now for a trial to begin. History every day, every step along this process has been history making. It's been, uh, if you can take a step back and if you can, if it's possible, ignore the politics of it, to see the government in action in this form is, if nothing else, uh, intriguing, fascinating, uh, I'll say. And uh, as a student of this type of stuff, it certainly has my attention. Now you insert the politics on top of it all and it becomes all the more uh, engaging. And also the consequences. Uh, there is the possibility. It's, it's certainly unlikely as you examine the politics, of course, but uh, there's a possibility that the the conclusion of this trial is that uh, the president's removed. Again, I know the politics don't indicate that, and the lowest of likelihoods is that that would be the case. Uh, but that is the power with which we are uh, being exposed right now. That's what we're learning about. Um, anyway, so that that's that. That's how the day started. Speaker Pelosi, uh, flanked by those managers who she would later later announce, uh, she started our day about nine o'clock. Uh, made note of the historical nature of these proceedings. Let's share some of what she had to say this morning. It's a very important day for us, and as you know, I reference temple markers that our founders and our poets and others have used over time. Uh, to place us in time, to emphasize the importance of time, because everything is about time, how we use it, how we make, how we uh, mark it. And today is an important day because today is the day uh, that we name the managers, we go to the floor uh, to pass the resolution to transmit uh, the articles of impeachment to the Senate. And later in the day, 
So that's Speaker Pelosi making the, the introductory remarks of her announcement today. I cut it a little bit short. What she does there is she goes into uh, sharing all these historic lines. And it was tough, if I'm honest, to, to follow exactly uh, where she was going. But what she did uh, ultimately do was introduce uh, those seven managers. Uh, specifically, she spoke about uh, one, one of the managers. Yesterday, we predicted that we would most certainly see Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler. Uh, those two go without saying. But then the third Third name uh, we heard was Zoe Lofgren, certainly predicted by some. Uh, but uh, Zoe Lofgren has an interesting history. This is not, uh, as they say, her first rodeo. She uh, participated in the proceedings against William Clinton uh, in 1999. She also, and get this, she also back during the days uh, of Richard Nixon when it was looking like impeachment was heading his way. Uh, she was a congressional aide. Uh, here's Speaker Pelosi introducing and describing the background of Representative Zoe Lofgren. Chair Zoe Lofgren, Chair Zoe Lofgren, Chair of the House Committee on House Administration, which has jurisdiction over federal elections, is a senior member of the House Judiciary Committee. Ms. Lofgren is serving her 13th term in Congress. This is Chairwoman Lofgren's third impeachment. As a Judiciary Committee staffer in the Nixon impeachment, as a member of the Judiciary Committee on the Clinton impeachment, and now as a manager in this impeachment of President Trump. So whatever your political feelings are, I've got to say it is pretty interesting that uh, that she will have now participated in in three of these such proceedings it, it, it's rare that many folks are going to see uh, more than one of these take place in their lifetime maybe any uh you know our children hopefully uh won't uh, in, endure any of this or uh, have to be witness to the government functioning or dysfunctioning in this fashion uh and yet this uh, chairwoman uh, Representative Zolofgren has uh, now witnessed and not only witnessed, but had her hands on three. So uh, the big thing today, we learned who will be the managers. Now, let's uh, look back in history. Uh, 1999, this very same announcement took place. Uh, the Speaker of the House took to the microphone and rattled off 13 names. And that day it was 13. Uh, today it was seven. Producer Amy points out, you know, 13 uh, is an unlucky number and seven is lucky. Uh, so who knows if that uh, will bear out or have any uh, input on on what's going on here. Uh, so, in 1999, it was announced that the managers would be. Uh, I'm not going to read them all. You, you won't recognize uh, many of the names. I'll tell you. Is I was used to be a, a congressional staffer, and I don't recognize some of these names. I do some though, and you may as well. Jim Sensen, Brenner. That's a name you might recognize. Steve Byer uh, and Lindsey Graham, of course, was a manager. Uh, served as a prosecutor, essentially, uh, in the impeachment case against Donald Trump. Now, here is a name which I am sure you will recognize, Chris Cannon. Chris Cannon uh, represented Utah in Congress. He was the predecessor to Jason Chaffetz. If you remember, it was Jason Chaffetz uh, who ousted Chris Cannon uh, some years ago. But uh, while serving in 1999, Chris Cannon uh, was one of the managers prosecuting President Bill Clinton in his impeachment proceedings. I want to play with you or play for you before the end of this segment here uh, some of the closing statements made by Representative Cannon. And the reason I'm pointing this out is uh, Representative Cannon will join us today in studio later on in the program just after 2 o'clock. He and I will sit here together. I'm going to ask him a lot. I'm going to ask him what it was like for him serving in this capacity. I'm going to ask him what he predicts to be uh, the the workload uh, that is facing these newly announced seven 
managers as they, as they take on this task and how he balanced all of this. Uh, it was a historic uh, position in which he found himself uh, and it was a very demanding position in which he found himself one that certainly had an impact on his own life his staff and certainly his family so we're going to get all of those details and i'm very grateful to chris cannon former u.s representative uh, who's going to join us here in studio later on today let me uh, play for you now what he had to say in 1999 as he wrapped up his argument in the impeachment case against president clinton For the managers, this process is almost done. I hope that history will judge that we have done our duty well. We have been congratulated and condemned, but we are done. And while our difficult role is ending, yours is just beginning. While I'm certain that sitting here silently has been difficult, the truly daunting task before you now is to conclude this trial with some sense of legitimacy. For America is deeply divided, and the end result of an impeachment trial was designed by the Founding Fathers to salve these divisions and wounds. Traditionally, after narrowing the facts and a vote by the Senate, either a president is removed or he is vindicated. In this case, it seems neither of those results may be realized. While the facts are clear that the president committed perjury and obstruction of justice, and here I'd like to associate myself with the comments of Mr. Manager Sensenbrenner, it is equally clear that this body may not remove him from office. And from this perception, you face the challenge of legitimizing the end result. Your vote will end this matter. It is non-justiciable. Whatever your decision is, it cannot be undone. The outcome will be right by definition. But how well you do the work of divining that outcome will affect the way that we as a nation deal with the divisions among us. That was Chris Cannon, representative from the state of Utah, prosecuting the president as a manager back in 1999 in the case against uh, President Clinton. He will join us today uh, and we will learn some absolutely unique insight. There are really there are few people uh, on the planet who are able to give the insight that uh, Congressman Cannon will share with us today. Again, I'm grateful to him and I invite you to to, to be listening uh, just after 2 o'clock when we have that conversation. There's much more to come. Uh, there's some comments uh, from your Congressman Mike, or I'm sorry, your Senator Mike Lee. He has teamed up with Tim Kaine and written an op-ed about what's going on in Iran and how he views uh, or how he feels ought be uh, handled the power of entering this nation into war. That's next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.